Hello and welcome to another episode of Grange TV. We have with us Mr. David Roberts, the ever racially ambiguous biracial <laughs> angel, on, Mr. Man. Robert Whitaker, and UFC legend, uh, Hall of Famer, Mr. Matt Serra. Um, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, you're our first guest. Ever. Like this, yes, first? ever. Yeah. Wow! We, I'm, I, that's, that's quite the honor. We were, thank you. We were 90%. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the excitement got to him. <laughs> I walked to a great part. Just so you see, just to get an idea, everybody in Australia. Where, where is this being played? Sydney, where Australia. Now? Yeah, Sydney, Australia. Okay. So, first of all, I, I was just there recently. Obviously, I, I seen you there, Robert, and uh, everybody's so fucking nice in Australia. Oh my god! <laughs> but um, it's it's later now. It's I don't know what time it is there, but it's it's 10 p.m. here. So uh, if I seem a little shot, I'm in the front in my driveway in my car. <laughs> but I just put my kids to sleep. I got three young girls. And as you know, I'm a fucking loudmouth. So I know I'm going to wake the whole house and my wife's going to yell at me. I'm not going to get any action later. So I'm in the front of my, I'm in my driveway. Yeah, yeah so we I'm can tell you're in, you're in your nice big car. Okay. I like that I uh, gave everybody that useless information. So what's going on, man? No, thank you so much for, ha uh, for, for for jumping on. Obviously, you just you just said how hard it is to, to get you at the same time. The timelines are, are so hard to, to work out. So we, we're so happy for you to be our first guest. Oh, I'm excited, man. Uh, really quick, though, who's the gentleman over you? I'm sorry. Who is that guy with the, with the hat and the hair? <laughs> that's, that's Fab when he was younger. <laughs> we don't know. So, who, who is it? No, no, no. We don't know. Somebody put... They put the wall up for us, and they just put the guy up in the background just now, just today. That, that's it, it, I, all right. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. Let's right, let's start now. <laughs> no, no, it's awesome. No, I mean, I'm just gonna let you know. I'm not gonna be the last guy to ask who that guy is. No, nah, you know what? <laughs> it, it might be a really good talking point for us moving forward. You know, I, I don't know. I want to. You might want to put it with something with Robert, like getting the belt or. Knocking somebody out. It's free content. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the it's fuck that. Free was. content. That's what that is. Dude, I'm, I'm staring. I, I see. I see more of him than I do of you. I see half of Robin's face, and I'm looking at this fucking guy. I'm sorry. All right. So what's up, man? So nah, what's man. going on, guys? Um, no, nah, just been a, uh, obviously been a big fan of your your team and you guys and the way. Not so much. Uh, well. Obviously, the results you guys have had have been really great, phenomenal with yourself as well. But also the way you guys have carried yourselves in that over the the, the career, you know, that I've, that I've been watching. The way you carried yourself as a fighter and, um, you know, now the fighters that you have and the way Ray Longo carries himself and that. And just been, been big fans of that, you know. And then luckily got to meet you guys on the weekend. And, um, yeah, you didn't try and take my shoes or anything like that. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you lived up to it. Um, what is it? Now I, I see a lot of love. Um, I get a lot of love from from the people down under, and and I'm not the only one from my team. Longo out raging ally Quinta. What do you think it is with, with the New Yorkers and the Australians and the people over there? What is it? What do you think it is? Do you want to go first? No, please, please. I, I think first. I think um, it's probably Sydney and Melbourne and New York. I think have. Um, I'm not going to compare Sydney and Melbourne to New York, but they're big cities, you know what I mean? Sydney and Melbourne, like, kind of. And I think uh, you guys in particular are, are pretty genuine, like, straight people. Like, um, 
I, I think like there's no bullshit in like the trash talk or whatever. It's just who you are and you, what you say you feel. And, and I think that that's probably the genuineness that, that, that people like, in particular, I think people in Sydney. What, what yeah. do you think? Yeah, it's exactly that. I think like with, with you guys and your, and your team, it's like what you see is what you get. And you're very outspoken and you're like you're very straight cats. And I think Australians in particular, like we like that sort of stuff. We like like no, no bullshit, no masks, no fakes. Like we just, what you yeah. see is what you get. And like, I think we can all really respect that. That's awesome, man. No, I like that. No, I just noticed, um, <clears throat> you know, Robert, when you're, with your DMs or whatever, people like your fan mail, it's like I get a lot of shit from Australia and it's always positive. I don't think I ever had an Australian give me no negative shit. I swear <laughs> to you. So, so I don't know. And then I was just there and Longo couldn't get over it. Longo's like, he goes, everybody should have spent time there the, the, the CEO, you should treat people. Lago gets crazy, but you know. <laughs> um, I guess one of the, you know on that, you know, you're talking about um, getting a lot of positivity and everything. Like, obviously, um, how's things going with Chris? Because we both both of us have been big fans of Chris always. Um, I guess it's where it's it's easier even to make the the contact now that they probably won't fight. I, I don't know what's happening there with Chris. Well, Chris, Chris is, is uh, he's on vacation in Hawaii. His wife's got family there, and uh, I'll tell you this much: I don't know much more than you, other than you know he was in my school the Tuesday after and strangling people and looking like a beast. But you know, I don't know any more than you. I know he put out a statement, and it was very heartfelt, and. To, and uh, that's about as much as I know. Mm. So, you know, I don't know if you read his statement. I think he yeah, yeah, absolutely. Book. Yeah, because I, 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 that's about as much as I know, buddy. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel for him because um, I mean, I, I was a huge fan of his, and then. And then I went up to middleweight, and then I had to try and pull back the fanboy a little bit <laughs> because because we may have fought at some point. And then and now you know, luckily enough, Chris has moved up to 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 lie heavy. So I'm like, I'm back on it. <laughs> and um, and now the, the the guy has had a a fucking hard run. He has fought nothing but killers in the last five or so years, like nothing but killers, and. He's just, he's just, it's just been hard. Like, it, like and, as a, and he's, he's been in, he's been in every fight, even though the last one was short. And that guy could put, and you know, and, and props to Dominic Reyes, he could put anybody to sleep. In one yeah. He showed, he showed that. So, you know, you know this game, one technique, one little error at this, at this, at this uh, level, and it's, it's not your night. That's just, that's 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 about. When I tell people that I was lucky, like in my career and whatever. And uh, and I have my share of losses, but they oh no, what do you mean you put hard work in? I'm like I'm just saying, one zig should have zig. I got a whole different career. I got buddies like Pete Drago sell that his he should only have a couple of losses. He had fights where he should have won these fights, and then there were devastating losses. So he's it's a rough sport. You know, you, you know how it is, brother. He's the guy who got hit in the liver, eh? Is that yes? Is that yeah. No. He's the one who hurt Scott Smith with the rib shot, and then he went in for the kill, and, the and he got laid him. out. Right oh, that, that was see, but that's what you're Talk. saying. Like that, like, that shot should have ended that Scott Smith guy. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just one of those. He, the, 
Have you seen that? No. He hit Scott Smith in the liver and it looked like he was out. Yeah. And he rushed in to get him and the guy had like one punch left in him and hit him. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. After, after he landed that shot, he was on the he was on the ground for a while. So like, but, you know, only fools rush in type of thing, you know. It's a hard lesson to be learned. He had him dead to rights. He rushed in with an uppercut. He rushed into a right hand. So, Again, man, there's a lot of instances where I could have won fights, like my debut with Shoney Carter, where it went into a decision. Maybe I would have got it. I forgot. It was pretty close. But how many seconds left? I was in my guard. I get up. I, I just run after him and run right into a back fist. It's, and it's so obvious to see now if you look at it. It's so, like, <laughs> amateurish, but yeah. I didn't have the rounds clocked in. And, again, if I would have ducked, would have been a different, <laughs> a different Mate, thing. It's a crazy game, man. It's a crazy game. You are you are preaching to the converted, like, <laughs> like, What's that? like you are preaching to the converted, mate. Trust me. When when I say like exactly as you said before, you should have zigged when you zagged, and and that's the game, and that's how fast things can flip on you, which which makes it like attractive as it is to for us as competitors, because it's, it's that sort yeah. of shit that makes you want to want to do it. But uh, it's. It also is what makes it so friggin' hard. Matt, yeah. I have a question for you. Um, Go ahead. Uh, you know, you're talking about the reception you receive in Sydney and Melbourne. And then when, yeah. you're, when you're at home, you obviously would get a lot of love when you're winning. How hard is it? Do, do, you, get a, do you get a different reception at home? Uh, With what? When you're With... not doing well. Have you guys, like when Chris hasn't been doing well or whatever... Well, more criticism at home. Well, as far as criticism, the people never come up to you the wrong way. Usually, uh, I'm sure it's the same with Robert. People know they know your profession. They're not going to come up rude, but you do have the idiots, and sometimes it'll surprise you. Like you'll get hit with stuff, and it's like you're like you'll be surprised that somebody would come out with something so idiotic. It's hard to say the right thing after a loss. Because even the best guys, when they're like, hey, you know, just try harder. You know, people, you just want to smack everybody. So <laughs> the, best, the best thing to say is nothing. You really are just, hey, man, you know, it's the way it goes, you know. Um, I remember one time, it was after my BJ Penn fight. And it was a close fight, you know. It was a big fight. Yeah. It, it, yeah, man, shit, man. It was ages ago. But it was a close fight. And it was at a time when BJ's a killer. And I was at the local fucking um, uh, CVS, uh, not CVS, the vitamin shop place, you know? Mm. So I'm in a protein bar. And there was this little short guy behind his shirt. And I'm saying, the guy's up to my shoulders. And I'm, the, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a midget. So the guy, he's in there. And he's like a little short black guy. He goes, hey, man. He goes, he's always a nice guy. He goes, yeah, I saw your fight. I go, oh, yeah, man. It was, it was close, you know? It was a close fight. He goes, yeah, can I just tell you? That third round, it just didn't look like you wanted it enough. You could have. <laughs> like, I go, I go, hey dude. I go, hey man. I go, dude. I go, give me my, give me the fucking protein bar and give me, give me a fucking quest bar. Give me the fuck out of here. I, I, I wanted to kill him. I never went back. Like, I mean, it's just like something so stupid. And I'm like, I, I felt like something out of like, out of like Seinfeld. I'm like, you're a cashier. What the fuck are you talking about? Fucking <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's one thing. Like, uh, I think a lot of guys after a loss, I get it, and it's it's just like 
it's, it's all the, the super coaches that come out of the works that start messaging you and DMing you and, and they're like, you should have done this. You should have done that. Like just, just walking up the street to get your groceries, a guy will come up to me and be like, how do you feel? Like, <laughs> like um, maybe you should have – what was the game plan? I was like, oh, man, like I'll fucking kill you right here and now. Like <laughs> Everything everything in hindsight is going to be crystal clear. And you got guys that come out of the woodwork and especially when you're doing well and they just kind of mm. want their names attached to you and – it gets, uh, that's why, you know, I never criticize, I mean, you know, I like the guys that stick with the guys that brought them to the dance type of thing, you know what I mean, mm. the guys that, but don't get me wrong, like, guys are traveling, they want to get some working with other people, by all means, you don't want to be that guy or that kind of camp, but, you know, I, I feel like, I, I we have, me and Longo have a tight thing going on, like, I'll tell you what, Robert, if, uh, Longo stops watering um, people. I believe I'm out also, to be honest with you. I, we, have, we have a good thing together. All the guys that we corner, like, I really care for each. Now, I mean, they've been with us so long. Even these new group of guys, what good guys. But we like everybody. Mm. You know, we like, love everybody. They're good. We're real close, you know. It's so funny. It feels like this yesterday Chris walked into the gym and now the dude's 35. It's just insane to me. So it's like, I don't know, you get tight, but I'm not working the corner for anybody that I don't, like, genuinely like. I don't just jump in a corner. It's, it's weird for me. And I hate working the corner with a fucking idiot. <laughs> I like working the corner with Longo. I love me, Longo, Raging Al. I love me, Longo, um, uh, Aljo. I love that. Uh, Drago, I love it because no one's, no one's just trying to get camera time. You're there, you're there for the dude in the cage. You want him to do well. How's he gonna do, Alonzo? What are you saying? Let me yell out to do. Let me, we're all there for the same guy. We're all in that foxhole together. The worst is the guy that just wants his face on camera. Mm. You want? Hundred percent. I don't need that shit, man. I, I, I don't need. I don't need to have my face. I can be happy at home teaching fucking my Kamoras. I'm fine. I have a question for you, like. Uh, Obviously, when you guys were coming up, like when Chris was doing well, it looked unbeatable. Um, how one of the things that I, I really admired was, and maybe you can shed some light, how you guys all kept it together when Chris started losing. You know, not that he wasn't in the fights because he absolutely was, yeah. but but the pressure that you would feel, the pressure that he would feel. How did you guys keep all of that together and and do it so well the way you guys did it? Well, listen, we. Every fight is its own. It's it's its own situation. Like you can make a case for each fight. It's not like he's ever been getting outclassed, especially in that Chaka Ray fight. Yeah, well, yeah. for the yo, a lot of listen. Most of his fights, he was winning. He's yeah, not I'm, getting outclassed. He shot in like a demon in that last fight, getting uh, Dominic down. You know what I mean? Dominic got back up to his credit, but it's like he never looked slow. He never looked. There's things maybe he did slow, maybe but maybe something was off. But there's he only Oh no. The problem is everybody remembers the ending, of course. So Yeah, hundred percent. The Chaka Ray fight was mostly a, a awesome fight, you know what I mean? And yeah. Until the end. Uh, Chris has never been in a bad fight, but yeah. I don't think there, there isn't a, there isn't a fight in his last 
he has been winning like a lot of these fights he's been in it the entire time like and it's uh, true so and and then just right at the end like that's how that's how quick the tide can turn it's just like you get you zig when you should have zagged He's dropped out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's dropped out. Hmm? It's dropped out. Oh. So what happens? <laughs> what <laughs> happens when this happens? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Can we try and call him back? Yeah. So we for all intents and purposes are still live. Ah, ah Matt, he's back. Oh. He can't hear us. We're working on it. <laughs> Hold on. One, one second. Oh, can you hear me? Us. Yeah, sorry. You cut out. Hey, champ, what kind of shit show are you running here? <laughs> <laughs> we are. No, yeah. it's kind of clear. Listen, I'm such a fucking jujitsu guy. Even when I'm home chilling, I'm in my fucking Sarah Gee pants. <laughs> what the fuck? That's how I do it. Hey, Matt, um, your, your jiu-jitsu, like, you, you were a silver medalist at Abu Dhabi, weren't you? Yeah, yes, I sure am. I had, a, I had such a good run over there. I had, such, I had the honor. Dude, I'll tell you, it was. I'm not saying it was different as far as competition. It's still, obviously, everything evolves, and the guys now are better mm. than anybody ever was. But the tournament itself in 2001 in Abu Dhabi itself, was it? I don't know if you ever saw Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah. It felt like fucking Hans Island because you're out there. They're playing the fucking drums, whatever the kind of the music they're playing over there, and you walk in with each country, and there's like the bobblehead dog got people, and and you get the flags, and you line up, and you're in this big huge place, and they're all in there when you're when you're competing. They're playing that that crazy music, and it's uh they're on their couches. All the sheiks are on their couches watching. Dude, it felt crazy, man. So cool. What a cool experience. And and back then, that was the, like, I mean, it's still the competition now, but there's so many more big comps now. But back then, it was the competition. Oh, yeah, man. It was, it, yeah, it was the, uh, I'm pretty sure it was the only Nogi championship type um, submission championship in, in the world. I mean, it's, Definitely the most prestigious, you know, hmm. and it felt it, it felt it too. But, um, I had such a good run over there. It's like, and that was like three weeks before my UFC debut. So I you know it's funny. I remember I had such a good run there and then I fought Shoney. So my jujitsu was off the hook, but I definitely didn't. I listen, I was learning on the job as far as clock, clocking in my, my rounds of sparring, standing up. You know, so where the fuck was I going with this? Bring me back, Robert. Uh, your jujitsu was off the hook. First fight. You struck okay, you okay, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Sorry <laughs> about that. Listen, it's been a long day. So, so I did so well in Abu Dhabi. Three weeks, four weeks after, I'm fighting in the UFC versus Shoni Carter. I get him in an Uma Plata, and I'm I'm almost ripping this. I almost have this thing dead. It's like dead to rights, but I don't get it. The guy was awkward and slippery as fuck. So I remember after the fight, uh, fucking Longo, he goes, "If you would have after Abu Dhabi, if you would have, if you would have finished that Uma Plata, they would have built a statue of you." I'm like, <laughs> you, "I'm like you 
fucking asshole. <laughs> I mean, Robert, that's my coach. The worst thing to say. How bad is the, the fuck? Anyway. No, you were super uh, successful in that competition. You didn't actually, and, and you, you didn't take a loss. No, no. It, the, yeah, the, uh, yeah, it was, it, it's weird that whole thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Because the politics and stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I, what do you call it? I, I had such a good run that, um, okay, Robin, I'll give you a breaking news. This is funny. I don't know. <laughs> no, but listen, man, I don't think Hensel gives a shit anymore. But, uh, you know, this is the deal, man. My first match, I'm looking at the brackets. And I'm with my buddy, Rodrigo Gracie, and he's like, yo, he was my roommate at the time. And uh, he was a stud himself, you know. So he, we're looking at the, 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 the brackets. He goes, oh, man, dude. He goes, you got a rough fucking side. Like, <laughs> he goes, you get past the first guy, you got the winner of this one. You got fucking John Jock waiting for you. So I'm like, you know, but I was, dude, I was living on the match. I was a fucking beast back then. Sorry, what was that? No, 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 go. Oh, so, you know, but I was, like I said, man, I was 25. I was living on the mats. I was a fucking beast. And I was, I was gung-ho about the, the whole situation. So, uh, so I remember looking at the brackets, like, all right, I got this Japanese guy first. I'll wear my rash guard to get warmed up, you know? The Japanese guy ended up being Gomi. I didn't know Gomi at the time. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know who he was at the time. So he was a, I knew he was a shooto fighter. But uh, so I ended up taking his, I ended up taking his back and strangling him, you know. And uh, on a side note, at the at the ceremony thing, like I remember he gave me his shirt, and I gave him my shirt off my back, my Hensel Gracie shirt, which was it was so nice. But anyway, uh, so so uh, so my second match was with, was with the great legendary John Jacques Machado. So that that was the equivalent of what I did in like MMA with GSP. I mean that guy's a legend. He was fantastic. So for me to compete on the same mat with him, let alone win on like um, a negative point because he pulled guard or whatever, even though I think I should have got two points on a reversal, but whatever, it's all good. But <laughs> we let it no, go. But, we let that go. Yeah, we let that no, one slide. I, no, I remember he stood. I whatever, but it was. I had such a good game plan, Robert, where my guard was really hard to pass. It still is, but not like that. Like it, I was so flexible, and I was. I was strong up top, so I could always get my little legs in. And so I'm like, look, man, after five minutes, uh, there's points. So I go to guard. After five minutes, I don't even know if worse. If I don't get anybody, they're not going to pass. And then I'm. Yep. Hold on. One second. Do with your hand. Well, one second. Sorry. He's <laughs> up to. His little legs trying to pass. <laughs> He's still. We got really bad. The net. Yeah. Hello. Can't hear him. Can you hear us? <laughs> Fucking internet. Unbelievable. <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. <clears throat> All right. Ah, fuck. Fuck. 
What a... <laughs> Do one more time and then just thank him. Yeah. So we're not keeping him up all night. Got to admire his patience for us. Fuck yeah. <laughs> just, just thank him. Just I will. Thank him. Just, I will. Yeah. I'll just message him and thank him. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so are we back there to normal? Back to normal. Going to have to work out the bugs on that. Strain the internet, man. Let me just, please forgive me, guys, for <laughs> watching. I need to apologize to Matt Sarah <laughs> profusely. So, guys, as you may, may or may not be aware, Australia is an island. Um, we're way behind the rest of the world. Uh, please donate generously to help us get um, the internet going in this country of ours. Um, we're really struggling with it, uh, but we will get better. I, I definitely think so. I want to take the time here while Robert messages to give a shout out to Mr. Beetlejuice. He has been with us from the very, very beginning. Um, he's one of the staple of the uh, Grange TV podcast. So thank you very much. I want to shout out to Akash Hotzi, the Canadian student who called himself the biracial angel during a presentation and failed the presentation. He sent me these messages. <laughs> he, had a, he had a presentation and he called himself the biracial angel. And the, the professor said, oh, you, are you bisexual? Please explain what it's like to grow up in Canada as bisexual. And then he was like, nah, I said it as a joke, but yeah, fucked up and failed. Um, Omar Mendoza from Mexico, who is doing some studying and listens to the Grange in the background. And uh, Justin Pafford. I don't know exactly who Justin was, but he asked for a shout out. So I've fucking given him one because that's what we do out here. We make dreams fucking happen. Um, economy says here's my weekly donation we're starting a tradition out here and gave five dollars what a champion the, the rest of the thing turned off um, there's Robert furiously trying to spell Matt Sarah on the on his phone <laughs> furiously struggling with the English language look at that problem look at him <laughs> he's fighting a losing battle with the English language and Johnny PD and Zach were just Lovely enough to just donate some money to us. <coughs> Thank you so much, guys. Oh, Economy. Yo, yo, yo. How are you? Economy's uh, one of the guys from the Discord. Yeah. Can you explain the Discord? Because a lot of people yeah. are asking about it. In case nobody knows, there is a Discord. There is a Discord. Um, I don't know what, <laughs> what it is from the top of my head. Somebody from the Discord, please link the Discord in the chat. They'll work it out. But what is a Discord? A Discord is like a, a chat room that is open all the time. It's like, so no, it's a program. It's a program that has that you can have like a lot of chat rooms in it and you join a chat room that someone creates and you have you can have like a, like membership ranks and things like that and it's just it's just a big chat room where everybody can talk they also have chat rooms where you can talk like verbally over microphones and stuff and uh and yeah it's just like a it's a chat room where it's like a team clubhouse on the web chat room sort of thing hmm. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you, do you do you want to be involved no. in the chat room? You sure? I don't even know what it because is. Because that doesn't sound appealing. You know what's Nothing. funny? Uh, I hope you don't come because <laughs> um, you have the biggest support on the chat room. Well, it is, th thank you. It but, is ridiculous. But I don't, I don't understand what it is, you see. 
I, I, I really broke it down. Like as, as But what do you do? Do you just go on there? It's a chat room. You've never been in a chat Surely, no. surely you jumped on, what would it have been? What, like, MySpace? Yeah. <laughs> MSN Messenger. MSN Messenger at some point? Yeah, or? but only one-on-one -on -one with people. Yeah, but now they're groups. Just picture like a, a group chat room where everybody can chat. It's like, you know, your WhatsApp messages? Like with yeah. everybody in it? It's like that. But it's anyone can be a part no, of it. No, no, no. Only if they get invites. So the general Discord, which... Is everyone's allowed as long as they get the link, which I'm hoping someone from the link can put it in the description and it's all there. Or well, click here. <laughs> click, I'd click love here to, the link. but you haven't given me the link. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know this good either. But um, someone will link it. It's, so anyone can join that one. But to, to join certain rooms, to talk about certain topics, or to, to join the voice chats or to uh, things like that, you need like verification. I have a question. What are we going to do about that fuck up? That abortion of, that occurred. Yeah. How are we going to fix that? Uh, mate, I'd... <laughs> on it, on it, honestly, like... How are we going to fix that, David? I think we need a different internet connection. We, we just fucking butchered my relationship with... <laughs> with you Matt can't Sarah. ever step foot in New York again. <laughs> we just butchered we it. We can't like... do it off our phone? Oh, shit. Yeah, but you just don't use Apple, you, so you can't do FaceTime. Yeah. You, you need have, to get you, an Apple. You have Apple, don't you? Yeah, but yeah. that's what we were using, and that was the problem. Was, yeah. Like no, but you'd be able to do it. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Let's. let's, let's we, we'll it. work it out. We'll work we'll it, work it, it out. out. Please, please, please comment below your suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the camera was bad too. Yeah, the, the, the webcam. Thing, oh, your webcam. The, yeah. the problem yeah. is, I think if we're going to use the webcam, we need it to be on one angle or the other angle, and we need to both be sitting here because it needs to be close enough because we're using the webcam mic. But it needs to be close enough, but far enough so that it gets both of us here. All right. Would you say that that was David's fuck up there? Fucking 100%. Like, <laughs> that was, he dropped the ball on you, that you, one. You know, honestly, it's getting to the point where I think he's sabotaging this. Yeah, fucking I think fucking. so too. <laughs> yep. The only person that could have done worse is Eli. <laughs> oh, don't bring him into it. Like, <laughs> that would have that been bad. Um, Can you imagine if Eli was trying to work all this shit oh, together? Mate. He would have been on the ground crying like a little girl <laughs> in the fetal position. Um, but thanks again, Matt. If you if someone someone relays this message, thanks again for coming. And we are so sorry it, we stuffed it up like this. Like, but honestly. we will get better. But we will get better. We will get better. What do you think of the Ben Askren versus Maya fight? Uh, we we mentioned it a little bit before. Ah, uh, oh, screw it. I'm just gonna say. I, I, honestly, it's probably my. Favorite fight this year, I think. <laughs> just watching them go just, at it. Just watching two grapplers, like two, two of the best grapplers in the game, just try to throw hands at each other. <laughs> I loved it. Like it was just, it was so entertaining because like they know their strong suits, not their, not their hands. Like they're not going to get shitty at me for saying that. Um, but yeah, just watching two grapplers. Mine's standout was better than Askren's. Oh, phenomenally better, but still far fetched from everything else. Yeah, like. Uh, but 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 their grappling is 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 the thing. Like, but uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, honestly entertainment wise, it was my favorite fight. But uh, when they hit the mat and when they started grappling and wrestling, like it looked like a high level AD like ADCC like match. It was just the scrambles, the attempted submissions, some of the sweeps from Maya. Like to do that in an MMA setting against a guy who doesn't want it to happen, obviously. But to do it in an MMA setting live like, under the pressure and all that of a fight, like. Class, pure class. Like that was, it was fucking amazing, amazing. Some of his sweeps. Um, I think you could see Maya's experience really come out 
in that fight, like you could see he had ran that race before. You could see that, like, I'm the better striker. I'm, so I'm going to use that to my advantage. And he played the southpaw game, circled the right way, firing down uh, the left straight down the pipe. Wasn't overcommitting on the shots to, so that he'd get uh, messy in the clinch with that sort of stuff. Whenever they did clinch, he kind of just went real neutral, broke it off, like didn't really engage in anything he didn't need to. I think he fought a really smart fight. And, uh, and yeah, I think, uh, it was a, I think it was a great fight to watch, honestly. How did Maya win it and how did Askren, or did Askren lose it? Or what happened in, in your opinion? Um, <clears throat> Maya was, uh, I think Maya was doing the, all the right things. I think he was firing, firing the left down the pipe, which stops a wrestler from like shooting forward real fast. Like you have to worry about that. He wasn't over committing with more than like one to two, maximum three shots at a time because he didn't want to get that close with him. He wanted to keep it on the outside so that he couldn't, so that um, Ashkin couldn't get in there and muddy it up with the wrestling and, and, and get the takedown. Um, whenever they did get the takedown, Maya would just either fire off a submission, um, work a sweep, or work or create a scramble just to get back up and take it into a realm where he felt he had control of the fight. And uh, he he was just he he stuck to what he was good at. Like honestly, like for if I had to sum up Damian Myers' game plan and the way he fought and how he conducted himself that fight, I'd just say experienced. He just looked like a veteran who had ran it before and was there. And then, um, and I guess in, in the same sense of like where he won it and where Ashkren lost it, like Ashkren gave Damien Meyer his back. <laughs> like, and I think I, I saw something. You feel he gave it to him or Damien Meyer took it? Nah, I, well, I saw an interview. So this is coming from the horse's mouth, if you would. Like, uh, and he could have been saying that for other things, but um, he, I think Ashkren said he looked at the clock he said there was, he saw that there was only a minute left. He knew he had, um, he had he he knew he had worked the back position like the entire camp. He said he had smashed it and he felt comfortable there, so he gave it to him, and he he said he was comfortable there, and then um, but Damien got it, you know, and, and he did he gave props to Damien for still getting it. Like you should never give Damien Meyer your back, and uh, and Damien Meyer seeing an opportunity, like took it as any like as any vet would like, and the the way he the way he choked out. Um, Ashgrim was 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 really technical as well. Like it was, it wasn't like a. It looked almost like he was choking him with one arm. He was. He was. Like, that is that is like, that's crazy. It's anybody, go look around you. If someone's around here, try and do it. One arm now. No, actually, don't do that because I'm in trouble. <laughs> but it's that's hard to do. Very hard to do. Um, what do you think of the strategy that that Ashgrim employed? Because it looked like that he was happy to stand. or I don't know, but he looked like he was standing with Maya and then taking him down in the last minute or so mm. of, of each round. Um, that's what it looked like to me. What are your thoughts on that? I think, I think Ashgren wasn't... Wasn't like I think his game plan was was spot on. I think that's a, that's a great way. Like That's how he's conducted himself a lot, a lot of fights where it's, it's been like this. But um, I think that... Ashgrim wasn't prepared for how well Damian Meyer was would be able to keep out range and break off the clinch and the and the wrestling or 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 even how well he could get back up like straight away because Ashgrim like has been able to hold down just about everybody you know and um, yeah I, I think I think the the game plan was I I think both guys 
both guys had excellent game plans. I think they went in there and they both in, like put the game plans out there and they both they both um, they both hit them. And like you, the rest is just what happens on the night. Like both guys went out there, both guys laid out the game plans. They followed their game plans, and um, what, what what ended up happening is. Is is just like you can't plan for it. You can't plan for it. Like the the fight takes a toll, and uh, like there are a lot of unexpected things that pop up in a fight during a fight. Like not being able to close the distance because the left left was striking. I was impressed with um, Ashgren's ability to start recognizing patterns with Maya striking. And he started adapting to that, like working the uppercut off the lead, and like working things like that. And um, yeah, I I, I think. I th- I think both guys fought exemplary. I think it was I think it was great, honestly. Um, what do you think of? I think I think like both guys fought super well, but one guy had to lose. I I think as well as far as the strategy and the planning and that that was great. But I think one of the things that I saw as a bit of a problem was when Askren would take Maya down, Maya wouldn't let him rest. Like Maya was looking yeah. to get back on his feet, and. Um, so he couldn't really hold Maya down. Maya was very active with his guard and looking to get back, looking to stand up. And then not being able to, so him not being able to hold Maya down doesn't let him rest, doesn't let him get his breath back, doesn't let him do anything. And then on the feet, Maya was getting the better of him. Mm. So that he, he wasn't really being able to rest standing up either or to, that, that's how one of the, the things that I saw anyways in the fight. Yeah. Um, that, and that's the thing. Uh, that's something we've seen in the last few weeks with like those high caliber wrestling guys going up against guys that can stuff the takedowns or, or is, stand them up. Or stand them up is that um, when they're not getting the takedowns or when they can't get into a position where they're they're strong in and they can rest or and 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 regather the energy spent going for the shot, they're falling off and it's hard because the energy levels are, are going like this, like yeah. and they're starting to to drain faster than their opponent. What do you think of um, Douglas Lima versus Rory McDonald? That was a great fight to watch, wasn't it? That I was thought great it was, fight. yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, honestly, it looked like, I mentioned this a little bit before the podcast, uh, it, it just looked to me like the leg kicks Douglas Lima landed on Rory in the first fight were still affecting Rory to, to, in that fight. Like the apprehension of getting kicked there and getting damaged there was still there for good reason like you did you see the lump on Rory's no, it was crazy chin? like but like <clears throat> from the first fight still like there's still a massive yeah. lump like and then like <laughs> Douglas Lima was kicking it again and those 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 calf kick he throws are so well like so so crisp so sharp so pinpoint accurate and you were saying like and we're sure like he he practices that of like, course yes yeah. his, his timing is impeccable with those the, uh, i think the the context be, be behind you saying he practices that is i suppose because the question would be why didn't um rory check it mm. so uh, i don't know that's a that's a question yeah like um i'm not criticizing rory on it i'm no, just no that, that, but that's a question that people for sure will ask yeah why didn't he check it uh, can you talk a little bit about what that's like in in a fight yeah well i guess like sometimes like it, it's very hard because you're not up against something you've worked before like you work with constantly it's, it's not like he has set patterns when you're up against another guy in the octagon you have to you're working things out working out patterns like planning your attacks uh counter their attacks 
on like on the spot. You're trying to work out what's going on as you're moving with it all. So it's it's very easy to to like get caught in those in those traps where you get a leg kick and you're a little too slow, but then you think I want to attack, and then as you go to a sack and you plant on your left leg, he kicks it again. Or he jabs you because he was hitting him yeah, with a jab. Or as well. he jabs you. Yeah, and that's a, that's another thing. I think like like playing on those leg kicks again, they opened up everything for um for Lima. Like he, he his jabs was, was were clean to to get through there because um like Rory was so apprehensive of those leg kicks and. Uh, Man, it, it it was a great fight. The, like Douglas Lehman like knew what he had to do and just fought so well, patiently. How you've trained with Rory? How mm. good is Douglas Lima then? Douglas Lima is is phenomenal. Like he's 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 very very good. Because Rory is very 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 good. Like just just look at the names Rory's fought. Like, <laughs> what's that say then? Do you think for the divisions outside of the UFC? Because a lot of people would have thought Rory would go in there and just. Yeah, kill everybody. No, I, like I think I think the the Bellator division and and and, uh, and roster is just growing. I think the I think the level of fighters across the board is is going higher, and um, you know it's it, it's great to see like that that they they're growing the way they are. How close do you think Rory was to winning those um, the rounds? Like how close do you think the rounds were? <clears throat> I I don't like the rounds. I would have, I would have given the first one, maybe to Rory. Like it's it's hard to say. Like that one would have been on the fence. Maybe the second one, but you can see as the damage went on, to to Rory's lead leg, and then like um once the apprehension was there, and and Lima started getting to his rhythm where he could land his left jab. Rory was getting the shots. You could see it was just becoming an uphill for battle, uh, uphill battle for Rory the entire time, and you could see as the rounds progressed. Rory was shooting more and more and more off the bat to try and um, to try and like he he knew he had to win some rounds he had to get the takedown he had to slow this down to win the rounds and um, and yeah you know I think it was a close fight but it, I don't think it was that close like I think Lima won it pretty handily. What's that like though when you're no longer shooting? Because Rory, what, what it seemed like to me as well when he was hurt, he was no longer shooting off his say so. He was shooting off. Lemurs, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he was just shooting like because he had to. Um, How hard is that to, to change that, that balance, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, well, we've talked about it. We've talked about it on the podcast a lot, the, um, the rhythm of the fight, you know, the, the, the ebb and flow of the fight. And the, the thing is, like, I think they almost out of the gate, Lima was kind of working the rhythm of the fight. Like he was stalking him down, he was popping that le- that lead leg. He was implementing his jabs and hook game. He um was he was stuffing Rory's shots the entire time, and you could see like you can literally see the the the, the wave of the fight just like Lima had it like he had control of the fight and he was directing it where to go. And Rory was kind of working on that like trying to take it back from him by bringing in the shots by he tried getting in there and, and working those front kicks he, he tried to bring the flow back but it's just it was just lima had it just locked tight tight grip on that flow and just, just held it what do you think nate diaz versus masvidal who you got um yeah like i'm still i still like i'm gonna have to back myself and and <laughs> and, and i think nate can and do why it. but I think, I think Nate can do it over five rounds. 
I think Nate, like especially after the the way he fought um, Pettis last, like you could see he gassed a little. I'm sure he would have taken that into consideration, gone back to the camp, been like, "Nah, we're gonna work twice as hard as we usually do." And and granted, like he was still super fit when he fought him, like uh, so I'm sure he's going into this next fight better than better than ever. But how do you see Nate beating George? Um, I I can see him just he's got really crisp boxing. In, in his last couple of fights, I've seen him in a way that he's he's really working on how to avoid taking shots and just slip him or taking them on places that he can take them and, and reduce the injury. Um, I, I think he has just gotten better in in um, as as he's been fighting, and uh, I can see him just just peppering him, peppering, peppering him, and uh, and and slowing him down in like the third, fourth, fifth rounds, and just really start to. I can see him. I can see him winning the last three rounds. Like I just like, like once once Masvidal slows down, I can see him just peppering him away and just and just. Do you see Masvidal slowing down? Yeah, because it's very rare to find a guy that can stand like and 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 continue the same pace on like as as the Diaz guys. Like they. The pace they work is that they, it's not only that they set the pace, they drag you into that pace. So you have to work this fast just to stay in the game. And um, yeah, I, I can I can see I can see Diaz like uh, just racking up the strikes and, and and winning that way. Playing devil's advocate, then um, can you? How would you see George winning? Uh, I can see him dropping Nate. Like George has the power there. Um, Nate Nate has chin though. And like he he can be dropped and he just gets back up and things like that. But but you we've seen real knockout power there, and he can fight. Like he has he has a great standing skill set. Like um, if he wanted to take it to the ground, he could. But I think I think he really does have that that like knockout power that you have to worry about. And he's super dynamic, super dynamic. Where, where like Nate's kind of like he's got like really crisp boxing, and that's kind of how he fights. But whereas uh, Masvidal, he's just He's just so dynamic. Like he can, he can like throw these weird things and, and land. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I see with with Masvidal is very smart. You know, he's got a lot of experience. He had like forty something fights. I think uh, Nate's got a couple of inches in reach. Not just reach. Like when I say reach, I don't just mean his arms are longer. Mm. Like he's a little bit taller. You know, can lean back a little bit, can lean forward yeah. a little bit. Um, so I see that. But the other thing I see with George. He's got really good kicks. He's got really good kicks, and he might be able to employ that well against mm. uh, Nate with his on, on the legs. That's why I don't know over five rounds because I know George always he's smart. You know, he always comes in ready, prepared. So does Nate. Um, I don't know that um, he won't be able to hurt him with some good leg kicks there. Yeah, like I'd like to see if Masvidal like incorporates like a solid lead calf kick because Nate has been like leg kicked a lot before. And um, that would certainly hamper Nate's ability to, to 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 utilize his boxing to the fullest and drag it out into the later rounds. And and I think George is a guy that <clears throat> can hit the ground with Nate. Yeah, and hit it quite comfortably. I I think. Mm. Um, that's good. I'm really interested to see how how that one goes. I'm going to go with Masvidal. I um. I like Nate a lot. I was eh, not sure, but now I'm I'm going to go with Masvidal. I'm willing to to have a friendly wager here on air. Oh yeah, how much? No, well, what, what what could we bet on? I don't, I don't know. Okay, so 
I'd like everyone to see the Rob Whitaker backed out of. Uh, what do you mean backed out? I said I don't know. Like, <laughs> he uh, pulled out of yet another commitment. You didn't so, say so whether okay, I wanted no. to take it or not. It's you okay, said, no "What worries. do we wager?" No, it's what no are we wagering? Let's move on. Let's not embarrass yourself any further. Um, what do you say about this? Uh, you you made me tired just then. You, 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 <laughs> you took the life out of me just then. You just you just drained me. I said to you, "Let's bet." No, and I don't even want to bet no, against the And then you hit the me with your word really garbage like afterwards. You hit me with your word vomit afterwards. <laughs> and you just you just started creating this lie and tale that was never in it. You backed out, mate. Oh, my God. Let's, uh, let's, you owe me $10 million anyway. Let's just change the subject, Rob, and make you feel comfortable. Yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> the positive test result, etc. What what's your thoughts on that with Nate Diaz? Mate, like, I, I, I find it very hard to believe Nate popped for anything. Like the guy doesn't even eat meat. <laughs> like, yeah, I find it very hard to, to to believe that. You know, especially with how blatant he was about it afterwards. Like he's like, like he didn't try to hide anything. Like he's like, no way, there's zero chance. Like, um, you know what I find funny, and I said this to you before, how they catch people on like this little microgram blah blah blah, but they can't catch dudes that if you gave them a. a a baby, the baby would grow a beard if you touched it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't understand that. They caught Nate with that, and there's dudes that they can't catch. What? How? <laughs> yeah, mate. There's just there, there's too many loopholes and too many too many things in the in the testing inconsistencies. System. Yeah, inconsistencies in the in the testing system. And um, can you talk about that thing you spoke about the other day, like about how um, the, the the testing before, like before the fight and after the fight and how, well, what you spoke about before, how? Um, yeah, it's like, I guess, like, like even 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 fight day. There's just there's just things. There's just ways people can get out of stuff. Like fight day, you rock up and you're super hydrated because you've been rehydrating. But you have to get tested before the fight, and um, if you're super hydrated, your tests won't show anything because it's too diluted, and they're only allowed to test you twice before the before, fight. Before the fight. And then they and can't test you again. So both those times, like let's say you and and this has happened with you. Yeah. Just so people go, no, it doesn't happen now. Like it's this has happened with you. Yeah. So you go in there, you're hydrated. The USADA guy or Asada guy in Australia, whatever, yeah. they come along and they say, I've got to test you. Yeah. They test you. You pee. Too hydrated. They follow you around. And then you f you you build it up again, and then you go in. You're like, yeah, okay, let's do it again. You pee again. Too hydrated. We can't test you anymore until after the fight. And then, theoretically, after the fight, they don't necessarily test you after the fight, though. Not always, no. No. And they don't always test you before the fight, either. And and after the fight, if, if you go to the hospital... If you go straight to hospital, they, they can't follow you. So there's, there's, a, there's a... That's just fight day. And if you test... I think if you test positive on fight day... You should fire everyone that's on that staff. That, that gave you a thing. Like, that, you know work, you're going to get tested. Everybody more work like, in that lab. Yeah. So, so just on that, there's just like so many little loopholes there. Yeah. And um, and then obviously we've spoken before about how like yeah. if if you think so, how do you like the chances of Nate actually being? This is the thing. If Nate if Nate was positive. Right, I, I still don't understand how, of all people, they caught him. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I really don't. And yeah. and the stuff when it came out, it was, I think it was from some, some microscopic thing that 
was in some like it wasn't like it was traces of stanozole or something it wasn't it was nothing like that it was like this minute little thing that was in some supplement some obscure supplement or something that he takes for like vegan supplement or something it was some yeah. it was some weird thing like nothing you know what i mean like it was literally nothing he t- tested positive for that and there's dudes out there you're like come on dude like, yeah can't we just own up to it yeah you're taking the piss um what do you think uh, on a completely different um changing topic completely uh did you see the thing with brett finch and the mental health yeah i did i did dave did you see it no okay dave is ill-informed go on um yeah, no, my heart goes out to him because, um, you know, it, it's... Do you want to talk about it? Because, I, I, like, people won't know, like, what... Um, so, so from what I read, like, this is going, going on off the articles, is that he, um, he kind of had a breakdown on, on a plane. Brett Finch is a famous rugby league player yeah. in Australia for anyone that's and watching. He, and he had a kind of, a sort of breakdown on a, on a plane where he just wouldn't get off it. And he, he mentions in the article that, like, the where... He's in a life of like trying to chase highs after football, like and and I can relate to that because like fighting's very much similar, like where you're kind of always chasing the high off a win, like you're chasing victory because you want that win and you're the big fish and all the lights are on you and and I I can completely relate to it because uh, it's 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 easy to get caught up in because when you're chasing the highs, once the highs are no longer there, you're kind of kept in this limbo where where nothing is good anymore in one of the articles i wrote i read and he said he spoke to some therapist or whatever and the guy i think it was and i'm paraphrasing but it was something along the lines of the person said to him um to try and take joy in like normal basic things like try and see a sunrise or something mm. and he's like what are you fucking talking about like i like you want me to go watch a sunrise and this guy was playing state of origin you know what i mean yeah. like um how how do you see like w- what can you do moving forward? Do you, is that something you worry about like um, life after fighting? Yeah, certainly. I think it's something you have to kind of you have to start preparing for and bracing for before you retire, like long before it. Oh, actually, I think it's something you can prepare for at any given time. But um, but preparing, laying down the foundations and the platforms and the systems to to like to have a healthy mental health. Oh, so that weird. No, but but, but it makes to, sense because everyone's yeah. got mental health. Yeah, it's just not necessarily healthy sometimes. Yeah, to you got to be healthy, you know, upstairs, and in, in order to do that, you have to start this stuff now. How how would how do you see, like, how how can you duplicate or or replace um, those highs? The the thing isn't isn't is I don't like, and this is me personally, like. I am no doctor, so don't don't quote me. But um, I think it's less about chasing the highs and, and more about just leveling out your emotions and your balances. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't ever be really getting to a point where you're like this is the best in the world. You sh- everything should just be happy. You know what I mean? Like I I, th- I think I think it's about balance. I think I think your emotions should never spike to those extremes. You know because they. People don't realize you, you can't only eat positive spike. You can't only have be super happy. You, you're going to, it also has the other, the other end, which is like super sad. And if you play on extremes, like they're both there. It's like the, the gradients here, the grid, you know what I mean? The graph. So I think it's more about 
balance, you know, like making the graph or the grid. What are they called, the, the waves? I shouldn't know this, I'm like the electrical. <laughs> I don't know. Don't ever get Rob to the, put uh, the electricity nah. in there. Band waves? <laughs> yeah. or, I don't know. Like, I don't nah. know. <laughs> yeah, there are waves, but I think it's about <laughs> narrowing. Yeah, the, I get what you mean. The, the, the highs and lows and, and just trying to be more consistent, constant with your emotions. You know, less, yeah, less about extremes. Too much of anything isn't healthy for you. Um, did, Whether it be so happiness you, or, or, or sadness. You didn't see it at all, Dave, either, the Brett Finch thing? No. All right, do we have any questions from our audience, Dave, that yeah. we can answer? The million-dollar questions. The million-dollar questions. Um, if you could, we, we can't see it yet. Fab is a demanding taskmaster, isn't he, mate? Ah. Tell us, tell us, Dave. How, how do you put up with someone like, like Fab? No comment. No comment. <laughs> Where has it gone to? Hey, yo. Just shout out, Rob. Ah. Well, shout out, please, to Alexander Stage, Johnny PD, twice. <laughs> what is DKK? What currency is that? I don't know. I was going to ask you the same thing. Alexander DKK. Stage, DKK. I'm going to look that up. Thank you, Alexander Stage, Johnny PD, Ian Fraser, New Zealand $20. Thank you very much. Johnny PD, yeah. again. Again, Johnny PD is building a story from how he's how he's how he's commented i'm going to say like he threw one he's like he's like no nah, this is pretty good and he gave another one and he goes you know what this is probably the best podcast i've ever seen and he, and he threw a lump sum at us rolled what's ca canadian dollar canadian yeah yeah um hey do you I, know what do you know what currency dkk is probably denmark i don't know i don't just guessing huh. um ian fraser thank you johnny pd rolled eighth Love you, Wittycast. Who, who was the guy? Who was the guy that 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 that, that put it up there, uh, up the top? Alexander Stage. Alexander Stage, where are you from, mate? Look at look at Fab shamelessly trying to get more out of you. Like, hey, hey. No, no, you don't, have to, again. you don't have to give any more money. I just want to know where you're from. Well, how are we going to find out? <laughs> you can post, post on the normal link. Uh, <laughs> That's the end of the link. Shamelessly. You can figure out the rest. Rolled eighth. Love you, Wittycast. Thank you very much, mate. Zach. The end of the link. Should feel the Hold links. on. Where are you reading, Rob? Zach. Yeah. Well, these are just shadows because there's no real questions. Okay, but HMS Platypus wants to know if we can settle the debate. Fairy bread. He gave five pounds. So this fellow's from England. So this is an important question. Yeah. Fairy bread, is it Australian culture or utter trash? Fairy bread, Rob? Australian culture or utter trash? Utter trash. Did you eat fairy bread as a kid? I did. I never liked it. I don't think the sugar highs would have been good for you. Hey? I don't think the sugar highs would have been good, good for me. For yeah. I don't think that would have been good for you. <laughs> <laughs> did you. Did you like fairy bread, Dave? No. Yeah. You as like, a kid, yeah. What, what do you think? Is it Australian culture or utter trash? I don't know about culture. Surely yeah. it's not culture. It's, it's trash. It's trash. I, I, I just love how Australia gets the bullshit culture stuff. Like throw a shrimp on the barbie. We don't even say shrimp. No, we don't. Yeah, no. like we just get random stuff. Like, and everyone just eats prawns the way they are. You don't. Cook, no, you don't cook, cook, you don't cook prawns on. The, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, you rarely do you cook. I've never. I don't cook the prawns on the barbie. No, I just eat them. 
No. And uh, Ferry Bread, I was always, you know what? I, I used to go to before and after school care when I was, when I was a kid mm. with my sister. Um, and that's what the afternoon snack yeah. was cordial in a plastic cup and um, Fairy Bread and, f- and Vegemite sandwiches. And f- f- never again. I will not. I don't eat Fairy Bread. I can't drink cordial out of a plastic cup. And uh, Vegemite I can't do. I love Vegemite. You like Vegemite? Love Vegemite. And Red? cordial. No. Nah. I like cordial, but I can't drink it out of plastic nah. cups. Cook your toast for about a minute 30 so that it's still a little white and soft. And a little bit of butter, a little bit of Vegemite, glass of milk, cold glass of milk. Bob's your uncle. There you go. Take it to the bank, guys. Go do that. Probably now. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's it for us for this week, I think. Yeah. Isn't, yep. it, isn't it, Dave? Thank you very much, guys. And um, What an exciting podcast this one was. It was. We had ups, we had downs. It had everything. It was like a microcosm <laughs> of life. <laughs> but we didn't quit at all. Uh, can, I, can I just uh, can we just make a special shout out to, to Kaplan Homes for, for the interior decorating? It was pretty brutal. Um, <laughs> I, like, I like the photo. I like this little thing that they put up there. I don't like this photo too much. Like, look how much thigh I'm showing. It's rather raunchy. I feel like I should have had to sign off on that. <laughs> I, I like it. It's rather raunchy. Like, look how much thigh is there. There is a little bit of thigh there. A lot of thigh. I like it. Alex <laughs> is not impressed by it whatsoever. I love, love how your ankle's strapped. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that, strapping. That one, um, no, it wasn't this fight. It was a, the fight before that one was the one where you, you chipped my tooth, which... By the way, you said to me, oh, I'll pay you for it, blah, blah, blah. I never got a cent because trying to get money out of Rob's like <laughs> watching someone deadlift 20 cent coins. It's pretty hard. Come Thank on, you man. very much, guys. Thank you very much. Cheers, See guys. you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Are we off?